0: Hello again, Broncos country, Kev Dan here from the Orange Weekly Post Game Podcast. Uh, Little things uh, things we're going to do a little differently today, Uh, even though we are going to be covering the last preseason game and what happened there. We're also going to be using this as a post-offseason, post-preseason podcast. We're kind of going to throw in a a bunch of different topics there and Mm -hmm. recap what we've seen from uh, the last few months from the Broncos as we get ready uh, to face the Giants. So, uh, John and I are going to be here breaking down all of that for you guys. Sit back, relax, enjoy the show, and as always, go Broncos. Oh. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news. Welcome back, Broncos country. Kev Dan here, and this is the uh, John. I don't know how we're gonna phrase this. The post game, post preseason, post offseason. This, is, this no? is the
1: the, the pre regular season, post preseason. Ah, yes.
0: <laughs> awesome. As many trees that,
1: that we can get in one title would be perfect.
0: What's the acronym there? The, uh, I don't even know. Lots of, lots of P. PPS. <laughs> I don't even know. But we're we, there is a, a lot to talk about. And so, yeah, John, uh, thanks for joining me once again here. Uh, you you got uh, – I saw you got a little bit of uh, experience hosting a show by yourself during the halftime yeah. show, man.
1: Yeah, that was um, interesting to say the least. was not expecting yeah. that. Jared was up in his backyard, he had some – audio issues to say the least yeah and he just bailed on me so that was a real experience for something I had never done before <laughs> um hopefully I didn't screw it up too much for you no guys, but uh
0: I was gonna say I, I think you graduated
1: uh, I appreciate the shout outs and the, and the love from that and Jared wasn't gone for too long we were able to get back on track so
0: <laughs> still I think <laughs> yeah. uh, I think you graduated man you're yeah. you're ready to, to host shows all by yourself now man you're good to go
1: <laughs> yeah first experience there so <laughs> You can tell me how I did.
0: <laughs> it was good, man. It was good. I trust you with it again. So, <laughs> No, man. Uh, so, yeah, let's kind of start. Um, just rewind all the way back to you can call the beginning of the, the preseason, which, you know, the, the first big move the Broncos made. Uh, John Elway demoted himself up. And uh, we hired a new uh, general manager in George Payton. And I uh, you know there's a lot of... Speculation and uh, curiosity around what uh, what this team is going to look like with him uh, at the helms of the GM, and um, the first glimpse we really got of that was the draft. And so, you know, obviously, we're it's going to take a little bit for us to kind of see what uh, what's going to happen with George Payton, you know, running the Broncos. But starting with the draft and whatnot, what have you seen from from Mister Payton himself, and uh, what are your thoughts around uh, thoughts around him, man?
1: Yeah, well, just to touch on, I think LA knew it was time for him to take a step back from the decision making uh, point of view. And yeah, you're right. He's the only person that could fire himself into a higher position. (laughs) I don't know what that means pay wise. He's probably making the same. He probably doesn't even make that much. He probably doesn't care. (laughs) Uh, He's making enough from car sales and things. Oh, yes. Um, But yeah, I think George Payton was probably the best hire we could have gotten from what was available out there. I mean, well-respected in the league, and I think he's been putting off a GM position for years, and from his own words, to find the right position. So I think we're really lucky to have him, and um, prior to the draft, I'd say his first big moves were the re-signings that we did in the offseason, you know, keeping Justin Simmons around, which was, was huge. I think we all agree that that deal needed to get done. There's a lot of question marks around Von Miller. Where were we going to keep him? Um, you know, with the last year of his contract, uh, basically, I, I believe he was on a uh, a position where the team could have cut him for and, and not have any sort of dead money or cap space or anything like that. Right. So, um, you know, we kept Von. Everybody loves Von, um, leader of the defense. Both those guys. So, I think those were huge moves. And then getting to the draft, I, I think he's just shown to have a pretty pragmatic a- approach, is how I put it. Um, he's not going to let us as fans, the media, kind of dictate what decisions he's going to make. I mean, I know that they love, and and from what we've seen so far with Patrick Sertan, that first pick in the draft, um, Mm. that seems like that was a home run. And they even admitted they didn't expect him to be there at nine. So um, I think it's just going to be a rock solid (laughs) uh, draft pick right there. That's going to be, again, a leader on our defense for, for hopefully years and years to come.
0: Yeah. One.
1: And then the second pick moving up to get the running back, Javante Williams. He's looked like a machine this oh, offseason, this preseason. So I think that's going to be a steal. And then that was probably the pick I was most excited about. I'll, I'll admit, I wasn't thrilled when we took a cornerback after we had all those pickups in the offseason. That's another thing we didn't even talk about. You right. Know, Darby and Fuller and Miyagi yeah. and Uh So adding another cornerback didn't really. Seem to make sense, but they went with the best player available approach and look, I think it's going to pay off in the long run easily. Uh, If not the immediate future with the way he's played. So Mm -hmm. um, I I just like the approach that he's taken. Um, No huge, big splash type of signings, except for those cornerbacks. If you want to call that splash signings, but Mm -hmm. I think just smart moves
0: overall. Right. Yeah. I looking at Williams just is that move is so smart. I mean, you don't really know exactly how college players are going to, you know, how their play is going to trans- translate onto the, the NFL field. Sure. Um, but what we've seen in the preseason from both those picks right there, um, yeah they didn't miss a beat i mean they're playing at that level you know i get it. It's a preseason game they're gonna make rookie mistakes i mean you saw the one yeah. dropped pass from uh williams uh and i think the second preseason game you're gonna see some of those rookie moments but for the majority of it i mean you're just seeing how williams runs uh you're just seeing how well uh, uh ps2 is reading the defense and making plays right i think he had a a uh, 0. 0.0 passer rating when thrown, you know, <laughs> when uh, quarterbacks were throwing his direction uh, in those preseason games. And I don't care if it's second string. I mean, that's going to that's, that that raises some eyebrows, right? Like, Holy you crap. You just can't <laughs> do much better than that. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah you really can't.
1: Um, um, first game. So yeah. 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 That was like a, a steal, honestly. And the nice thing, and I felt this way going into the draft is the Broncos didn't, they addressed the needs in free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, and aside from quarterback, that was the only kind of question mark we had going into the draft, you know, where we saw it enough at quarterback. But every other position we had, you know, at least our starters set, essentially. So these guys, like while we we're talking about them, uh, PS2 and Javante Williams, they're in positions where they don't need to go out and flash right away. We think we, they will, but mm-hmm. they're not going to be the, the number ones right away right. either. So that's only going to be better for the Broncos in the long run
0: exactly they have time to to get their legs under them um but you know if i'm knock on wood you know i don't want to even talk about you know possible injuries but we have the depth there you know if if something happens to melvin gordon again javante williams can uh, you know step right in and be incredibly productive um it's not like oh crap now what are we gonna do you know same thing with uh, the cornerback room we have depth there now uh, even all the way down to the practice squad where we can call those guys up and it's not going to be like last year where we just don't have anyone right. in those positions. So, you know, I think what we're going to see this year is uh, we've mitigated, we've built a solid enough depth that we're going to mitigate the majority of those um, injuries that uh, might come our way. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what these guys do, even at the the, you know, Second, third string level because they're (laughs) they could be starters on other teams, man.
1: Well, but let's be honest the injuries we had last year they were kind of freak injuries with our top guys. Like, you can't do anything about that. Like, you're not going to have multiple all stars on your team that are just going to fill in. You know, when you lose a Von Miller, a Cortland Sutton, um, -hmm. there's nothing you can do about that, Right. right? We tried with Judy, and he was a rookie, and so was Hamler, and they were decent. Tim Patrick did his best as, that he could to, to act like. And he's, but, yeah. And yeah, I mean, again, we're not gonna be able to replace a guy like that, you know, off with our depth. So yeah. uh, all that to say, like, hopefully, it, like I think it was just a freaky with
0: injuries for us too. Right. Uh, but I mean, the, the, the good thing from that and what I'm expecting the silver lining to be is that a lot of these players that wouldn't have seen much playing time at all ended up getting a lot of playing time. And that experience, you know, tying over into the offseason with an actual full offseason, the same uh, coaching staff in place. Um, and for the most part, we're happy with that, minus the <laughs> special teams. But that's another conversation we can have. Um, but, um, you know, I think it's only going to – these players know what is expected of them. And now that they have some more of that game time experience that they wouldn't have had otherwise is going to just help us out even more.
1: Yeah, I agree, and I think
0: the biggest one was OJ
1: Moody. And at, at cornerback, mm-hmm. he was our, one of our starting cornerbacks week one last year. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Now he's I think number five on the depth chart when he comes yeah. back from injuries. So yeah, um, that's just even more depth and and quality quality depth at, at a position that's you know look there's a reason that people were calling um, you know on on cut day for for trying to trade for one of our cornerbacks because we yep. have better depth than most teams out there, if not all. honestly.
0: Yeah. So. Yep. Hundred percent. Um, so I'm excited to see, I mean, I think what we've, what we've seen so far again in preseason, which is a, a different beast of sorts, uh, everything so far has translated very well. I mean, we didn't give up a single touchdown in preseason. Um, you know, we think you know, 12 points given up with, you know, the most, uh, in that last preseason game there, um, the three and zero. Again, it doesn't matter too much, but uh, it looks good. You know, it's yeah. it's got to be a good confidence boost for this team going into the regular season.
1: Yeah, I mean, it can't hurt. I mean, that last game was probably, I think we can all agree, the roughest of the three. Oh, but, sure. hey, we still won. Um, and, yes, in preseason, do we really care if it's a win or a loss? No, we want to see people perform. But I don't, I don't care really what you say about that. Like, at the end of the day, if you're a competitor, you still want to win. Right. Um, and you know, the coaches are still coaching mm-hmm. to win all those games. Uh, I mean, shoot, you saw it. I mean, Rams were going for the touchdown to end the game. You saw McVeigh out there as fired up as ever. <laughs> it yeah. was a regular season Super Bowl game. Oh, uh, no, that's from the, no, that's his, in the
0: fans. His we team. Were, yeah, you were there.
1: So you yeah. could talk to that better. Um, yeah. You know, and he's coaching third string, fourths, guys that probably got cut the next day. <laughs> yep. So, um, you yeah, know, I know the coaching staff takes it super seriously.
0: Um, mm hmm. Well, yeah, man. So uh, I guess you know, we only really got to see uh, some big name starters in that last game there. Yeah. But um, I guess what other takeaways do you have from those preseason games and maybe specifically that last preseason game since that's the one we haven't covered in depth?
1: Right. Yeah. So obviously the quarterback competition was huge this whole off season. Um, another, again, another great move. We got Teddy Bridgewater our starting quarterback for our sixth round pick. Um, Mm -hmm. that's, I mean, I'll take that all day. Um, and he's just a quality teammate as well. Even if, you know, stuff goes sideways and we have to replace him, like he's a good locker room presence. I don't, I think he's the safer option. And I think that's why we went that route. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we have better chances at a better record. Um, drew lock might give us more excitement Uh i think for the type of team that we have built i think bridgewater was the way to go but um both look quarterbacks look good in those early preseason games those those first two and then kind of came off the rails a little bit in that third one to start us out in those two against the rams and and you can attest to this better since you were there in that game I mean, how are the fans reacting to Bridgewater in those first two series?
0: And that's, you know, a couple of people have actually asked me, and we covered this a little bit on the, uh, the Tuesday night uh, Bourbon Broncos No BS show. So everyone listening, make sure you check us out live on Tuesday nights, 7 p.m. Mountain Time for that show. Um, but to be honest, you know, being a guy that uh, really wanted Drew Locke to win just for a myriad of reasons, you know, like you're saying, the excitement, the, the potential – uh, higher ceiling that he brings. I mean, we know what Teddy has, what he's bringing to the table. Like he's been around long enough. Um, you know, I thought all these things. I can go into the whole Drew Lock thing, but that's not uh, here or there right now. Um, I was expecting there to be um, maybe some boos or something from the crowd, and not necessarily booing Teddy, but you know, making it known that that's not who they wanted you know yeah. this was the first game in mile high this year and it was right after the the decision was made right um surprisingly the uh, fans were great um and, you know just i mean just like me like i'm all behind teddy if he's the guy you know i'm all behind him you know we have a great backup in drew uh should we need him hopefully not but it, should we need him like he can take the reins and there's no reason to panic you know not like yeah. oh great we got ripping like that's all we have <laughs> crap you know <laughs> um yeah, so uh, the fans were fantastic. Um I think maybe in a regular season situation, um the fans might have reacted a little differently to some of those, you know, I think six or seven straight incompletes.
1: Yeah.
0: Um obviously not all of those were his fault. Look like the quarterback can only yeah. get the ball to the receiver's hands yeah. after that if it's dropped. Like that's not the quarterback's fault. Yeah. Um, but there were some that were not thrown very well, right? Yeah. Um I would have and this is just speculation, um I wouldn't have been surprised to have heard some boos, you know, and some yeah. unhappiness like, Oh, see, like this is what we're talking about. But no, there was none of that. Um, people were calm. Um, they cheered, um, through it all. Um, you know, and, uh, it was, it was really good to see Broncos country United like that. Yeah. yeah there was no more division of this drew versus Teddy thing. You know, it was, this is our start. This is our starting offense. We're going to support them. Um, Now, again, if we start losing games and start having performances like that in the regular season, you might hear that sooner from the fans. But um, again, it was good to just hear that that everybody is behind behind the team. So
1: I would imagine game one. Well, I guess it's not going to be at home, but, you know, there might be more leeway as far as coming out with two crappy drives now. I hope that's not the case. Um, because those should be the scripted plays that we have going in yeah. that we know we're running no matter mm-hmm. what. Um but you know if it goes beyond that, you know, week two, week three, where we're still coming out flat every game, I think the booze will start start coming in. Um yeah. you know, even if we're winning those first couple of games. But if it's a defensive struggle and we're winning 14 to 10, 17 to 10, something like that, like Broncos country is not shy to voice there. No. a pleasure.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah, it's been it's been a long five, six years, you know, like going yeah. to the sixth year of this now. So um the leash is very, very short when it comes to Broncos fans. Yeah. Rightfully so. Um, I'm not one to boo. I just don't, you know, but I don't blame those who are, you know, yeah. at that point. Um if the offense looks absolutely crappy, uh the first couple games, and then we get to game three versus the Jets in Denver. Um, and it's the same mediocre offensive performance. Yeah. You're probably going to hear some of that. Um, now for winning, if we go into the game against the gents two and like we hopefully will be, then it may not matter because people are just happy we're winning games. Right. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how Broncos country reacts and, and, you know, it's really going to be dependent on the, the performance of the team overall and the win loss record to be honest with you. But, um, you know. The the fact of the matter is, if you're having mediocre performance on offense, um, you know that's that's going to help you. Or you you can still very easily beat the the Giants, the Jags, and the Jets, but that's not going to help you out against the Ravens and the Browns and the Chargers and the Chiefs. Right. And uh, you know, it's these and, higher powered
1: offenses that right will probably put points against us. Um, right which would probably be a win for our defense. Yeah. They're only right. 20 points up against us. So, yep. Um, but you know, we probably shouldn't be too, naked. I think we're just so used to coming out and not yeah. on offense, but you know, from this preseason, I don't think we should be talking that negatively about it. You no, know, we, we still won every game again. And you know, they finally did get it put together on that third drive. And honestly, I think Fangio was going to leave them out there until they look like they were decent.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I even called it. I said, like, if they get a touchdown on this drive, they're done. You yeah. know, like that, that'll be there. Okay. You're done. You, you know, and then they got the touchdown pass to Cortland. So, and that yes. was it. So
1: that was it. And and they were trying to connect uh, Bridgewater and Sutton. You could tell on those first two drives, it just wasn't working. Mm-hmm. They finally got together on that, on that third. I think in the first two drives, mm-hmm. I saw at least one instance, maybe two where, where he was trying to force it to cut Cortland and it sure. just wasn't the right play. Um, I, I think that's just trying to build the chemistry and, you know, get that connection going. Uh, when you know, you would think regular season, he's he's just gonna find the open person, whatever, whoever it is, um, and not try and force it like that. So, mm-hmm. being that it was a preseason game, I could definitely understand that. Sure, but, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, what did you think as far as our starters though? You know, the Vaughn Miller? I mean, we talk about this offense, but Melvin Gordon was crushing me out. He was the only thing he that appeared on those first two drives.
0: Yeah, so, no, I mean, he was night. great, and yeah. that was without Williams backing him yeah. up. You know, that was with Royce yeah. Freeman going out there and, uh, We'll talk about it here in a little bit, yeah. but we cut him today, yeah. um, which sucks. But um, you know, if you if Gordon's looking that good by himself, I mean, how awesome is it going to see to see the yeah. the Gordon Williams combination? Yeah, you know, Gordon gets a couple good runs in, and then Williams goes out there fresh. You know, and then he gets a couple runs in and Gordon goes out there fresh. I mean, like these two guys, um, but but what you saw is if for some reason one of them can't play, uh, we can do really well with just one of them. Um, And and those preseason games kind of showed that, you know, uh, it doesn't matter if they're second string or third string. I mean, these guys are huge and Williams is running through them left and right. So. Uh, he's proven what he's needed to prove, and that's exactly why he didn't play in that third preseason game. Um, and that says a lot about a rookie. Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, we heard early on in camp that they were starting to limit his pl- uh, practice
0: time, playing time, and like we saw, we see enough from you. You got it's, it. it's pretty understandable after
1: that first preseason game. It's like, oh, this yep. guy's no joke. Which you know, we probably couldn't say that a year ago that either running back was gonna kill it for whatever reason. Philip Lindsay, yes, he had the two one thousand 000- uh, yard. Seasons, but for whatever reason, he just did not gel in this Pat Shermer offense. Yeah. Um, which is a shame because we all love Philip Lindsay and hopefully mm-hmm. he gets a chance with Houston. Um, and I think he will. But, you know, Javante Williams is a much different running back than, yep. than Philip Lindsay and he's not going to shy away from a hit. Not that Philip Lindsay would, but he's just a different build and a different animal altogether. Yeah. So, yeah, we could put either of them in there and feel very confident that we're going to have. <laughs> Thousand yard rusher this
0: year, easily, <laughs> yeah. easily, yeah. Uh, and and they both fit the Pat Shermer mentality and mm-hmm. Pat Shermer, you know, s- offensive scheme. So, you know, you're going to see them getting the ball thrown to him And with a guy like Teddy, you can call him Teddy checkdown. Well, you know, he has plenty of checkdown options. You know. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably a good thing that Williams dropped that ball in preseason because I bet you he went out and caught probably a thousand <laughs> balls after that. Like, hey, just keep throwing them my way. I'm like, I'm not going to do that again, you know? Yeah. Um, at least try to avoid it, right? So, uh, man, it's. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying. My heart's been broken too many times. But I really want to be excited about this offense um, in, in a controlled way. Like, yeah, they're not going to be flashy. They're, you know, Teddy is not going to be throwing. 50, 60 yard bombs down the field. That's just not what he does, Um, at least not very often, right? Um, But hey, I mean, if I was Fangio and if I was Shermer, I'd be looking at what you have in Drew Locke on on the bench there and find a way to keep him involved, you know? Throw him out there. Yeah. And uh, maybe for a play and let him air it out, you know? Or if, you know, at least the defense is like, oh, crap, are they going to throw it deep? And then it's a run play. You know, like all of a sudden they don't know. Like, oh crap, is this guy going to throw it to KJ Hamler, who's um, you know sprinting down the field, or or what? Um, why not, man? Like, he's there.
1: Yeah, you know? it's true. I could definitely see them putting him in if it's like a hail mary play, and we need him yeah. to go sixty yards or something like that. Sure, I so, don't see us being a two quarterback team this year. No, it doesn't need to be two
0: quarterbacks. Things. Just like every now and then, like, hey, we want to mess with these guys. We want to throw <laughs> them off a little bit. You know, throw them out there and it's just a run play, but, you know, we're going to have two or three receivers like sprinting down the field, you know, and open up a run play or something. I don't know and yeah, uh, I,
1: mean, I see what you're saying, but uh, I think it'd be funny. It opens up a can of worms. Like, what if it would, that it would be entertaining? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't see that happening. <laughs> uh, I don't think anyone wants to deal with that media circus that that would create. <laughs> Drew Drew Lock having a perfect passer rating, one throw, sixty yards per touchdown, and, and the touchdown. Why aren't we playing him more? Yeah, right?
0: Well, know. God. Well, okay. Yeah, you're right. Never mind. Now that I think about that side of things. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, no, I think, you know, the, over the last two years especially, how many times have we said, man, we could have won that game had it not been the, for the turnovers?
1: Yeah,
0: 100%. So 100%. I don't, I'm not looking for a fancy offense. I'm looking for an offense that will be reliable and not turning over the football.
1: Yeah. we don't And
0: want, we I don't want to be excited our, about that. We don't want our
1: offense to lose games for us. That's not the point of the offense. And that's yeah. what we were getting with all the turnovers last year. Uh, it was like 20, 20 or 25% of the points scored against us yep. uh, was came from turnovers. So clearly our defense is not on their game. And, and, you know, they're not expecting to go out there coming off the field and the next play getting a turnover and having to run back out there. They're going to be tired, obviously. So mm-hmm. um, it's a worst-case scenario when you, do, when you have so many turnovers. And we were last in the NFL um, in turnover margin and just giving up turnovers. So, um, yes, I think that's, again, one of the reasons why – Maybe the biggest reason why they went with Teddy Bridgewater, it seems yep. like the safer choice, and we should be expecting less turnovers and and not just interceptions. But Drew Lock had quite a few fumbles last year too, or just a bad, you know, didn't take the ball from the center well, and or a weird handoff with the running back. So I think just more experience with Teddy Bridgewater, we should expect a lot fewer turnovers this year,
0: and that should result in more wins. You know, a lot a lot of the games we lost were by you know seven points or less. Yeah, you know
1: Yeah, lots lots of games in the last two years that were just, for whatever reason, just lost at the last minute. And we almost saw it again in that that game against the Rams where they were going into the end zone for two or three plays to to try and win it. And and look, our guys, they played well. I mean, Jamar Johnson came in there and had a (laughs) mean swap on that second. He sure did.
0: He sure did.
1: (laughs) I wish he would have gone for the interception because it sure looked like that was in the realm of possibility. But I take it. It would have been real. It felt really good at the time for him. I know he was all jacked up, but man, if they went out there and threw that touchdown, the next one,
0: he would have. Been I think so he would have gotten
1: good. a little yeah. bit of a mouthful <laughs> from yeah. the coaching staff. Um, yeah. So, but but hey, we we held him and look. Hopefully, we're not in situations where every game's going to be close. Hopefully, we're blowing teams out like we did the first two preseason games. Um, that'd be amazing, especially in this first month when we have a quote unquote softer schedule. Um, but if it does come down to that, that last minute, you know, we got to either stop or we got to score. I I think, I think fingers crossed that we, uh, we have the talent and we, I mean, we've had the talent for years, but for whatever reason, it just wasn't working. I think this year, hopefully it all comes together.
0: Yep. It would be really good for the, not just the fans, obviously, but confidence boost for the team. You know, if you can be putting mad points up on the board and winning decisively in those first three games, one, your coach Fangio, you're like, okay, I think I've, you know, I'm I'm not completely off the hot seat, but I relieved a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, then you got you playing Baltimore at home. You yeah. know, after that, and the the teams we're playing are beatable. You know, yeah. no, we're not going to beat them all, but. Um, if you have a lot of confidence going that game, you're at home. Um, You know, I – this is too early to talk about, I know, but I'm just sitting here saying, like, these teams we're facing are going to be tough. But with our defense, as long as we don't turn over the ball and we're putting up, you know, at least some points, like we can be in a position to win these games and should be winning these games, you know. If our
1: defense is as good as we think it is, and we think it's very good, one of the best in the NFL, if not the best – Where they're going to keep us in games or they should keep us in games. Yep. Um, And that's just going to be up to the offense not to to blow it and to put at least some points up on the board. Yep. Uh, And yeah, Big has a lot riding on this season. His job is 100%
0: on the line. He has a lot riding in September. Yeah. September alone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we already know how, that we've gotten off to slow starts the last two years. I think we haven't won a
0: game in September. Yeah, so, the slow start. Um, I have confidence
1: that we're going to break that streak this year, uh, game 1. But uh yeah, yeah, he's his his his, his job's on the line and so is the rest of the coaching staff. I think the only person we feel relatively confident will be back next year regardless is George Payton. Yep. Um you know, uh, and, unless we just have whatever the next owner is comes in and is like, no, I want a whole new, I want to start from zero. But I think George Payton would feel the safest of anybody that's on this, uh, this coaching staff, players, you know, everybody.
0: Yeah. Agreed. It'll be interesting for sure. Um, I'm excited and it's, you know, it's Wednesday here. We're in September. So, you know, occurs, yeah. last, last weekend without – uh, Broncos football, at least uh, until the bye week. Right. So, um, and, you know, and they have this whole time to prep for uh, um, the giants. And even though it's, it's a game on the Eastern coast, it's no longer, it, it was a very originally supposed to be an 11 AM game um, or, you know, early game slot. But it uh, sounds like because the NFL thought there was a chance that uh, we'd have Aaron Rodgers on the team, they pushed it back to an afternoon game. So, uh, we have time to travel out there, maybe even a little early. Yeah. Um, and it's an afternoon game. That's definitely going to help. And then for those of you who haven't heard, the plan is um, the team is just going to fly stri- straight down to, to Jacksonville after that. They're not yeah. coming back to Colorado. So they're going to stay out on the East Coast for a week. Um, and that should hopefully help one, them get acclimated to the the Southern heat, uh, which is just absolutely lovely. Uh, <laughs> That's a lie, <laughs> um, but also that time zone, right? So there's right. there's absolutely no excuse when it comes to oh, here we go, we're playing early time zone, you know, east game, yeah. eastern time zone game. So, um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, man.
1: Yeah, they'll be well acclimated, and ink isn't more time to get just comfortable in Jacksonville, uh, yeah. and yeah, they have all this time, as much time as really they want to get comfortable in, in New York. So. Uh, I mean it just makes sense. And then they'll be home for, for two games, which will be awesome to have that that home yeah. opener and then Baltimore the next the next game, which I will be at, I will be, I think, 10, 10 uh, seats up from the field. So I'll, oh, say, nice. I'll say hi to Von Miller for you guys and let him know Sounds to, good. To watch some orange orange weekly with us.
0: Yeah, man. <laughs> okay. Uh we'll tailgate together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be in the five hundreds, um, <laughs> which is fine. You can still see quite a bit from the five hundreds. They're good seats, though. Um,
1: hey, there's not, not a bad again. seat in 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 at Mile High. The what? There's
0: not a bad seat at Mile High. No, there's not. Definitely not. Um, okay, so I think the last question I kind of have for you, um, you know, leaving this this preseason behind us, looking forward, is there anything that you still have questions about? Um, whether it's players or you know, yeah. Different parts of the team or what?
1: Yeah. And we can talk about the cutdowns that we had yesterday. Yeah. Uh, we talked a, a bunch about that uh, in our show yesterday, of course, on Tuesday nights. Um, a lot of interesting moves that happened yesterday and a lot of interesting moves that happened today that today, kind, of, yeah. kind of counteracted what we did yesterday. I thought it was very interesting to see guys like, you know, uh, Shamar Steven. I was surprised when he was cut and then all of a sudden they resigned him today. I didn't understand unless there's some sort of financial reason to do something like that right um, i think they brought him back once once they set the ir the guys on ir are the the Boone and and uh and oj mudier i think mm-hmm. that what open up the spots to bring him back um you know so, so i thought that was an interesting move and then so i don't know if you want to talk about royce freeman right now what happened there yeah, go for it um just the surprise cut today Yep. Royce Brunan was playing really well this preseason. I think a, a lot of people kind of counted him out. And then we had that injury uh, to Boone. And, and so it looked like he was going to be the solid number three, number four running back going into the season. Uh-huh. Um, and then, and then I don't know where he got cut. To, I mean, he made the team yesterday and they got cut today. They signed um, the Ravens backup running back, Nate Mc, uh, McCrary. So he's yep. now a Bronco taking Royce Freeman's spot. So the only justification for that is they just, they must've graded him better um, than Royce Freeman. And, and look, I think both of these guys, once Boone comes back, they're probably the ones that are getting cut to, to make room for him. Yeah, so I, don't, oh, yeah. Royce, I don't think Royce Freeman was going to be in the long-term plan regardless. So after week three, he's probably gone anyways. Um mm-hmm. uh, it's just a, a surprising move, to say the least. And for a guy like I, I don't know much about McCrary <laughs> coming into today, I right. don't like any, any of his highlights. Um, so, so that was an interesting move today. And then right now we're sitting at five wide receivers, so something's going to change there. So, um, we, yep. We're going to get at least one more person, so it'll be interesting to see. We did bring back Seth Williams, mm-hmm. Tyree Cleveland, Kendall Hinton on the practice squad, so those guys are available to be called up. But I'd imagine there's going to be one or two more moves at, at wide receiver to, to get us up to at least six. Because in the last two seasons, we, we started this season with seven wide receivers last year yeah. and six the year before. So going in with five, although they are very solid, keep in mind, still, one, one of those fives is, is our return specialist specialist in uh, Deontay Spencer. And yeah. he just does not. I mean, he's great as a returner. Don't get me wrong. And I think he deserves to be on the team. I didn't see a better uh, replacement for him in, in right. the preseason. I know people were saying, well, Benson could have done it, Tyree Cleveland. They just didn't they, – they, exactly. they didn't wow me at all to say that right. we shouldn't keep Deontay Spencer. So all that to say, though, is, I mean, are we going to be throwing him out there on the offense? Uh, probably not very much it's an emergency situation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there, there's going to be one – I'd say at least one more wide receiver that's coming into the fold. Mm-hmm. Um, but – uh, on the other note, we did keep the streak alive and, and had an undrafted rookie make the team again. And I think we've yeah. done it eighteen out of last, last nineteen years, or seventeen yeah. out of last eighteen years, something like that. Yeah, um, and it was a guy that I was, I was, I knew he was on the border of was he going to make it, was he not? In and, and Andre Mintz. and mm-hmm. I think his week one of the preseason he, is when we saw the most of him, and and he kind of, I was very impressed from what I saw from him. So I was really happy to see that he made it. Although he will be our number five um, outside linebacker, kind of our edge rusher, so sure, you know, we'll see. Maybe he's one of those guys that has to make way to, to get another wide receiver on on because again, it's another position where the last couple of years we haven't had five at that position; we've had four. So, right, that does show though how much faith they have in him and how much they liked him, right? Um, and that hey, he probably would have gotten picked up if we had sent him, yeah, to the Raiders. Yeah, um, which we we saw that with uh, another guy. Who did? Who else did we cut today besides um, Royce Freeman? There was one
0: more. Yeah, I'm trying to look it up. Oh, here. it was Jonathan Harris. Okay, that's right.
1: Yeah, so he was cut, and that one surprised me too because we essentially took him out and put Shmar St- Stevens in. <laughs> uh, so I, the only thing I can figure is maybe they wanted the first round of waivers to go by so that they could pick up Jonathan Harris on the practice squad. I don't, I don't know. Cause
0: don't we know. do still
1: have two, two slots available on our practice squad. Um, if I saw that
0: Yeah. I saw that we signed 14.
1: Yeah. Um. So maybe they're hoping that there's a better chance he'll clear through waivers tomorrow. Um, right. I, maybe that, maybe that was a strategy. I don't know. Um. Cause I was surprised that he made the team over Steven. Uh, and then they kind of reversed that today, so right, <laughs> a, little, right. a lot of flip flopping in the last 24 <laughs> hours, but uh, but that's okay. Um, and then the, the two injuries, O.J. Medier and Mike Boone, um, that, yep. that created the, the other space. So we brought in uh, not only McCreary, the running back, but also Mike Ford yep. uh, to be from our what's that from Detroit? Yeah, yep. so he's, he's essentially our number six cornerback, I believe, at the moment. I think, again, once OJ's back, he's probably the one that's going to be gone, I would imagine, unless they they get rid of the, the rookie, Kerry Vincent, t- to make way for for OJ. Um, sure. We'll see. We'll come back to that in week three or
0: four. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, they're playing, and that's going to be the big question mark, obviously.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and those guys are going to be special teams, guys, for the most part. Um, and, look, we made a trade for Jonas Griffith in the last 24 hours. Um purely for special teams. They were not happy with what they saw in the preseason on special teams. So this was one more guy to kind of shore up our special teams unit that look in the past, we've given up big, big returns. Um, And it's one of the frustrating things when it happens and it happens every year. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So We were all surprised when, uh, when our special teams coordinator was back this year. And like we talked about yesterday, you know, his job's on the line, just like Fangio's and Fangio's is on the line for keeping them. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the special teams, unit you know, looks like. Um, yeah.
0: You know, there's something to be said about consistency and, and bringing back people for consistency sake. But when you're not only the 32nd ranked special teams, but there's a huge gap yeah. between 31 and 32 and that's with a kicker like McManus and yeah. you're still that bad across the board everywhere else. Um No, I mean, (laughs) uh, if I have to point to one, I'm going to go ahead and call it failure from this offseason. And one thing that I'm still worried about because I haven't seen really, I mean, again, it's preseason, but haven't seen much improvement on um, is special teams, you know, and you let them, let the other team return the ball to the 40, 50 yard line you know, and getting 30 yard returns, 40 yard returns. Um, I mean, that's going to kill you. That is going to kill you in these close games that we're talking about potentially being in. Um, so, you know, did we, and in some of these press conferences lately, we're hearing McManus or sorry, um, uh, coach Fangio, sorry, uh, talking or being asked about special teams and talking about special teams and how he's disappointed in it. It has been, um, but nothing's been done about it, right? So it's like, well, you know, you're you're the one who had the power to do something about it, dude. <laughs> right, right. The one um, thing I can hope is that
1: because we have better depth, that means those depth players are the ones that are going to be out there on special teams, and they had a big focus in the draft to get athletic guys that are going to, if they're not going to be starters week one, they're going to be out there playing on special teams. So. Yep. I mean, that might be the one area where we say, oh, well, it's just preseason and we're going to have to wait till the regular season to see how it yeah. kind of shores out. So, but look, they, they made a move because they were worried about it still. So, yep. Yeah, that's the one area that I think we're, we're more concerned than others. Uh, yeah. Least. But hey, we do have, back to your point, we do have McManus and he is just clutch. Um, for whatever reason, Denver attracts really good kickers. I don't know what. Yeah. I think it's the altitude. They must just want to kick at the higher altitude. They but. Must. Uh, have their I'll chance at breaking everyone. records, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but it's always like no name guys. Like when Nick Mannis came out of nowhere, he uh, did. Prater. And then we turn him into you know all star guys, and they get picked up in our, yep, you know, staples and other teams. But
0: um,
1: yeah, <laughs> Maness is he, he's just rock solid. Um, he's he made I, mean, I think he I think he was. I'm going to put my foot in my mouth here, but on those 50-plus yard kicks last year, he was one of the best in the NFL. Yeah, Um, he was. It seemed like he could actually kick those better than those 30, 40-yard kicks. Right, Right, yeah. (laughs) Um, But we were uh, giving him more opportunities with the long kicks than the short ones last year with our offense. Yeah. So hopefully he is only kicking extra points this year, and his point total actually goes down because we're getting a lot more touchdowns.
0: Yeah. But we'll see it'll be interesting for sure. Um, I'm excited though. And I, when I say that, you know, um, in previous years, it's been like excited that, you know, just football is back. I'm excited football is back. I'm excited this year because there's honest potential on this team. You know, this team can beat Kansas city, you know, um, and that's what we're going for, you know, to at least beat them once this year. Um, I'd say if we play consistently and we end up beating Kansas city once, yeah, we are for sure getting a wild card slot, you know, and that's kind of where we're at in this team. Um, you know, Raymond from the Rangers podcast, part of orange weekly, um, you know, his hypothesis I think is, is very solid, you know, um, really kind of showcasing this team and building it to a team that, you um, either does make the playoffs or just barely doesn't, you know, based off of, you know, how the other team's records fall and whatnot. Um, but using that to entice a quarterback, you know, yeah. come to Denver, you know, like, look, look what we can do with, sorry, you know, not to sound rude, but look what we can do with just <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. You know, can you imagine what we could do with this, the talent on this team and the type of fan base we have, can you imagine what you can do with this team uh whoever (laughs) you know uh i don't want to say names because again it just i think we all know who you're talking about yeah Uh, yeah maybe a a green bay quarterback Uh, i don't know maybe um but for for example yeah maybe somebody from seattle i don't know um (laughs) well look at it look at this team like look look what you can do with this team can you imagine how well we would have done with you at the helm yeah like this isn't a barely making the playoffs team with you here. This is a Super Bowl caliber team with you here. Yeah. You know, well, those guys man. they make,
1: they can make pretty much every team a Super Bowl caliber.
0: Yeah. Team but when you have the, the defense to games. back it up,
1: yeah. Well, yeah, you know. no, of course. And Denver is, I think everyone knows that our roster is very stacked and it's going to come down to quarterback play. That's going to decide pretty much our season, I think. Yeah. Um, but to that point, there's nothing to say that Bridgewater doesn't go out there and just absolutely destroy it either. That's and, true. He's only 28 years old, so don't be surprised if he is our quarterback going forward, too. If, if he does super well this year, obviously. Right. I wouldn't say, like, count him out and say, you know, obviously, I, I mean, I think Locke, by not winning this battle, his time in Denver has to be pretty much coming to an end, right? Like, it's going to be hard to justify really? resigning him, right? Yeah. Um, so we're going to be, if, if Bridgewater is average or we know that we can do better at that position, yeah, maybe we're looking at another quarterback for week one of 2022, but we'll be talking about that definitely throughout the season and, and yep. looking at quarterback play, obviously. Yeah, it's, go. uh,
0: it's good to be back though, man. I tell you what. And yes, it is. So do you want to awesome. talk
1: about that, uh, that first week matchup with the Giants? Just touch on that for a little bit.
0: Yeah, so uh, again, remember everybody, uh, Tuesday nights, Bourbon, Broncos, No BS, seven, uh, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Um, check us out. We're you know, Our whole thing here at Orange Weekly is being interactive with our viewers, so we're going to talk with you and answer your questions and respond to your comments. We're not going to be talking at you like what you're going to see from some of the bigger uh, shows uh, that... Maybe just don't do that. <laughs> we do. So come on over and we'll uh love to hear from you and what your thoughts and comments are. Um and we also are gonna start up some of our other content. You like the Monday night uh Orange Weekly After Dark. Uh usually starts around 9 p.m. mountain time. Um we also got our pre-game podcast that's gonna start coming out next week. Um on all you know, wherever you're listening to this now, it's gonna be the same place. Uh also check out the Ragers podcast. Uh Ray does a great job with uh breaking down what the, the betting lines are for the upcoming games and you know, really explaining to you what bets he's taking and what bets he's not taking. It's not just, oh, I'm a Broncos fan, so I think that I'm gonna take this bet for Teddy Bridgewater throwing for a thousand yards this game. You know, like okay, well, that's not gonna happen, right? Uh <laughs> he's <hit the> <laughs> really smart about the bets he takes. I think uh, over the past uh each year in the past few years, you know, he's won more than he's lost. Um, and so it's kind of a, a really cool pregame feel to it as well, uh, mm-hmm. as he breaks down kind of what, what Vegas is seeing, what he's seeing, uh, and helps explain why he's taking those bets. So make sure you check out the, the Rangers podcast as well. Um, so all that's going to be leading into the Giants game, uh, next week, which again is, uh, September 12th, twenty five PM. Uh, John, to be honest with you, um, it's gonna be messy. It's going to be a sloppy, sloppy game on both sides. <laughs> Um, but I think, bottom line, it's going to come down to our defense going out there and playing well. And that's going to be what uh, ultimately gets us a, a W. I, I,
1: I think that this is going to – I hope that this is us destroying the Giants week one. I'm not going to lie. I'm not scared of the Giants one bit.
0: No, um, you shouldn't be.
1: And I hope that they don't make me eat my words, but I – expect this to be an easier victory for us. And that's not something that we get to say a lot with the Broncos. Um, so hopefully it's not just those orange glasses that we're all wearing that are, are skewing yeah. our thoughts. But look, I mean, they're, it's Daniel Jones. I'm not scared of him at, at quarterback. Yes, he could have a good breakout year, of course. It is possible. It's week one, and who knows what could happen. Um, and they do have certainly have good wider seekers. But look, our defense is going to, they can mm-hmm. cover these guys, at least. Oh, um, yeah. And then Saquon Barkley is the one guy on that team that will scare you, for sure. And I haven't heard official news yet, but I'm pretty sure he's not going to play that game. If he does, even if he does, he's going to be on a snap count coming off that injury. Yeah. Um, so that is the one area that we'll see, you know, how much Saquon, if we see him at all. Right. So uh, that, that's the one concerning area. And then you know, on offense, I I don't know much about the Giants' defense. There is there something there to be worried
0: about. Do no, they have a defense? Yeah, I don't.
1: With the Giants, I, <laughs> I, the I'm Tigers. not worried. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, luckily we get to play both New York teams this year. In again, one is one of the easiest, if not the easiest, on paper schedule, which mm-hmm. means very little because we know every year that change. That teams that were the first. Like the Jaguars right. this year, you know, I, I don't expect that they're going to have the first pick in next year's draft. Maybe they will, but uh, they're going to be better, I think. Sure. Um,
0: so. I mean, if think about it, I mean, we went from having like the fifth hardest schedule last year to now having the sixth e- the easiest yeah. schedule. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, again, that's based off of how teams did last year and that changes based off the draft, players and all that stuff. But that's still a big swing, <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's and, saying and that they still- were, but to say that we have the six easiest schedules, kind of crazy. You can see when we play
1: in the AFC West with yep. two teams that will very likely get 10 wins, um, yep. which we think it's going to be us this year. But the, the Chargers are definitely capable of it. I think the one team no one's scared, scared about in our division is the Raiders, of course. But No, God, no. And we've never been really scared of the Raiders, even when they won the Super Bowl, as Broncos So I mean,
0: I'm not afraid of Kansas City. So I'm we, just kidding. That's, yeah, I – God, can we just beat them for the love of God? You know, I think we, we all just beat them?
1: We were all optimistic last season. We we're like, we're going to at least win one of these games, and then that first game, oh, that was painful. <laughs> we we're just like, well,
0: <laughs> well, well. <laughs>
1: there goes <you're> that season. <laughs> God,
0: yeah. But uh, well, and uh, I'm taking my uh, one of my best friends from high school, who and I don't know how her best friend, she's a Chiefs fan. i um, taking her to the game on January 9th. So. I figured that'd be a good Christmas slash birthday present for. And uh, I'd be okay if we beat them um, in Denver there. So,
1: yeah, that'd be a good way to to end the season, season, right? Is that the last? Oh,
0: we got the last three games in a row boom, boom, boom Raiders, Chargers, Chiefs. Okay.
1: I was for some reason thinking that the Chiefs game was second to the last game. No, that's the last. Um, yeah. What a way to end it, huh? (laughs) With the Chiefs. So that'll be fun. Um, you know, and and hopefully that's a meaningful game. And I think we think it will be. Hopefully we're not having the December and January where we're playing for nothing. uh, Right. Except for jobs, essentially, at that point, which, yeah, that's the situation we're in. They're probably not going to have their jobs. (laughs) Yeah, at least as far as the coaching staff goes, not going to be looking good for them. But again, yep. no reason to be negative at this point. Like it should be all optimism going into the. This oh time. yeah,
0: oh yeah. So and we the never say that we either, right?
1: We we never feel good at this point in the year, right? We always.
0: <laughs> when I feel good we at this point in the year, it's it's because I'm like I said, I'm just happy that football's back. Now I feel good because football's back, and we have a solid team, and we have a pretty dang good schedule. Um. You know, especially the first few games here that we can use. And we're just coming off of going 3-0 and in the preseason yeah. where we didn't give up a touchdown. So, yeah. like, there's, like, actual good things to feel good about right now, you know, other than just, like, oh, I miss the Broncos. Yeah. yeah. Oh, everyone's 0-0 and everyone
1: has a chance. Right. And then, the right. Week, one and then
0: week one happens. I was like, oh, we're oh. – All right. <laughs> when are we
1: picking in the draft?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But, uh, no, it should
1: be all optimism, and um, we're going to – it's going to be a good year. We all have
0: confidence in that. Perfect. Cool, man. Well, any closing thoughts?
1: Uh, not really. I think we covered everything today. I'm excited to see what, what our team looks like, what um, the young guys are going to do. Hopefully, we have a lot of breakout players this year. Um, we have the playmakers to have breakout season, so there's no reason not to expect that. And, um, yeah, let's just see what happens week one. I know it's, what, 11 days away, 10 days away. So 10 days away. That's going to be a long 10 days to, to have to wait, so it'll be yep. rough. I'm going to have to get my, my golf game up for that time, I
0: guess. <laughs> I, I <laughs> just I like how you we know, uh, in the next 10 days, Kevin. Oh, geez, uh, figure something out, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like how we uh, boil down all of the offseason and preseason into uh, 51 minutes here. Uh, going to 52 minutes. I wish that it actually felt that short as we're going through it in real time, but uh, it's like, wait, that's all that happened, man, off season sucks. <laughs>
1: well, somehow we've been able to create a lot of content in the last what, four weeks. Uh, also taking an hour each time. So if you want to keep going for another three, four five hours, we certainly be oh, certain.
0: I got nothing <laughs> going on tonight. Let's do it. Okay. In hour two of the uh <laughs> yeah. post, Preseason, off-season podcast uh, i'm just kidding um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave you all with that one so yeah well john thanks a lot man appreciate it uh we're all gonna um see you again on tuesday night um and check for the pre uh the pre-game podcast that's gonna be start uh, start coming back out make sure you check out our website uh bourbon broncos i'm uh, sorry broncos orange weekly.com for the latest podcast latest uh Live show episode, uh articles, some about us info, whatever else you want to know. We got it there. Um, and man, it's go time. It is go time. So it is. It is. Cool.
1: We'll be saying that in 10 days as well. But yes, <laughs> exactly. it'll be go time from then until <laughs> kickoff. Right. <laughs> <In New York.
0: laughs> cool, man. Well, hey, thanks a lot. But uh, I think we'll just send it as always on a very strong. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Take care, everyone. Oh.